Hello, and welcome to the Twin Troopers podcast. My name is Jake. And I'm Eric. And tonight we actually have a special guest on to talk about this, uh, talk about the Claudite Shapeshifter. Uh, our guest tonight is Matt Lansdowne, a two-time top 16 at Worlds, uh, first in Swiss in 2017, and two-time reigning Kansas regional champion, Matt Lansdowne. Howdy. Ooh, yeah. Applause. <laughs> Actually, really, though, thanks for being on, Matt. This is we've just been talking a little bit before we started the episode, and you've been really nice so far. So, yeah, and I've well, thanks. I've twice now split an Airbnb with this man, and he has been a gracious and wonderful person to hang out with both times. Jake's wow, like, that's <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> now, now, don't scrub the episode, or we'll take it all back. <laughs> all of this all right. praise can be edited out, so watch it. <laughs> A little overclamped after all of Jake's kind words there. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, like Jake said, we're doing the Claudite shapeshifter. And I guess I'm going to let you take it away, Jake, because I think we should Claude. probably split up this thing because there is a lot to cover because we're talking about both the regular and the elite. And there are three form cards. This, this thing, it's just a lot going on. So I'll start with the regular. The regular Claudite shapeshifter Ooh. is four deployment points in scum. It has the hunter and spy traits. Uh, and has six health, four speed, a black defense die, and a red green attack pool, which is ranged, which uh, which is a little weird because you only get a minimum of one range on a green on that green red pool, which uh, so pretty short for a ranged attack. Mm -hmm. uh, for their abilities, they have shape. When you are deployed, you may gain one form card of your choice from the supply, and they have shift. At the start of each round. You may switch your form card with one other form card of your choice. Yeah, this is a very interesting unit. Just just because it's so um, they've never introduced a figure of this type really, where you're has like kind of some modular ability that comes in and out, right? Am I? Would you Would you guys agree with that? Now I'm like Not doing a skirmish. There's some campaign things that mm -hmm. have stuff like this, but uh, but this is the first we've seen in skirmish. Yeah. yeah, I will. I will say I have to complain a little bit just by for the sake of making me I think when this unit came out, the first thing I said was like, oh, great, because I don't have enough little bits to carry around and keep track of with <laughs> me. What I needed was another size of card that I need to keep track of all the time. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they're the same size as all the other small cards from the all the small command cards and all the campaign. It's true. It's not, it's not that bad. I was just teasing. <laughs> I was just teasing, Jake. Uh well, why doesn't Matt do? Matt, do you want to do the elite? I guess sure. it's, it's pretty close to the same, but go give us a rundown of the differences. It's exactly the same, except it costs two more points, has two more health. So it's six points for eight health mm -hmm. and the same four speed black defense die. And then its attack pool is red green with an added yellow. Ooh, that yellow. All right. Yeah, yeah this Kinda is like cool. the sentry droids from the same set with the regulars and elites. Yeah, right, that's actually right. something I really liked from Heart of the Empire was that they did some experimenting with uh, the upgrade from regular to elite adds extra dice, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that is that that's is kind of cool, cool design space that uh, that has some interesting ramifications once we start getting into the form cards. Right, which, which we, uh, I'm going to choose at random. Eric, read us the first form card we have here. <laughs> All right, so the first on our list here, Jake, is Street Rat. So Street Rat, I'm going to start with the surges because I think that's kind of a useful way to start so <laughs> so for street rat it gets a surge for plus one damage and a surge for gain one damage token so 
two surge abilities, and then it has two special abilities that it gets. So it gets an ability called Assassin's Blade. If you spend a surge, Assassin's Blade states, after this attack resolves, choose an adjacent hostile figure and roll one red die. That figure suffers damage equal to the damage results. So I kind of had a... Sorry, I just got confused here for a second. But yeah, Assassin's Blade triggers off of an attack. You spend a surge and you get to roll a red die and deal that damage. So it kind of reminds me of... A figure that is... uh, Adjacent, yeah. Doesn't have to be the target of the attack. Yeah, that's interesting. It kind of reminds me of... Didn't Verena... Doesn't Verena Talos have something sort of like that? I think she performs an attack with a red die. So that means that the uh, enemy does get to defend. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so Assassin's Blade is slightly better. But then um, Street Rat has one other ability, Fleet which is states at the start of your activation gain two movement points, which is actually pretty good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's a that's a cool little assassin ability that you know, we'll discuss in greater detail. You know, I never but, thought about this, but I wanted to call attention to that the Street Rat form has two abilities that neither require an action, which is pretty pretty good in our in our estimation. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh Matt, why don't you tell us about the Senator form? The best All form. All right. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. It is it, the best form. <laughs> it has a... Its abilities are plus one accuracy. So unlike the Street Rat, you actually have a little bit more range, but not much. Mm. And it can surge for plus one damage, surge for recover two, or surge to gain a, a power token of your choice, any any of the four. Yeah, I like I like the way you put it. I think we always say wild token, but that's not a good way to put it. What a good... Man. I mean, that's the official term, so... But you have to choose it when you when you receive it. I think when they first came out, we thought you'd get a wild that you could choose when you spent it. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought there would be question mark, which ones. would have been bonkers. Oh, been awesome! <laughs> and then it's the best thing about it is the conspire ability, which is a special action. Roll your attack pool plus one yellow die for each surge result to a maximum of three. You or an adjacent friendly figure gains one power token <laughs> of your choice. Yep. One wild. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, which uh, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's uh we were talking a little bit before the show that that's the main reason a lot of people take the the Claudite. But uh but before we talk more along those lines, I'm going to tell you about the scout, which uh unlike these other two, I'm going to start with the uh with the print like the text abilities then go into the surge abilities because it is important. Uh, Mm. The scout form has the rifleman ability. When you declare an attack, replace one red die in your attack pool with one blue die. Mm. So, uh, and then they also have priority target. Figures do not block line of sight for your attacks. Uh, The scout form also gets an innate plus two accuracy, a surge for pierce two, and a surge for plus one damage and plus two accuracy on one surge, which is also pretty awesome. Uh, So what this means is that between rifleman and the innate plus two accuracy, the scout form has a minimum range of five and depending on which form you're in has really good chances to get out to some crazy ranges. We'll uh, talk about that a little bit. Uh, we can talk about that when we get into the stats, which uh, I think we can actually get into. So hold on. Do you care if we just some um, quick go through kind of how these forms get on the shapeshifter and then like how they're swapped out just from like a oh, more yeah. that, that like a more colloquial sense. way of describing it than this shape and shift thing. Right. So at the beginning of the game, when you, uh, when you deploy the Claudite, you, well, each Claudite in your army, you choose a, uh, a form to have it start with. So if you're having multiple Claudites, all of these forms are unique, which means that you can't have the same form on two figures. Yep. 
So if you decide to deploy, say, two elite Claudites, one of them would start with uh, Senator, and then the other one would choose to start with Street Rat or Scout. Yeah. So, uh, so what that, and then at the beginning of each round, you can shift them around, which means that if you desire to, you can take the form card and switch it with any other form card. If there are multiple Claudites in play, you can actually swap between them. Uh, so, like, if you have the Senator and the Scout and you want them to switch places, they can actually just swap those cards because it states you may switch your form card, which means that the old form, the yeah, the form card that was on y- the current figure goes to where the form card it came from for, was, whether that's your supply or the other Claudites. Right. And again, just to reiterate, you cannot have two of the same form out at any given time, which I actually think is kind of a bummer now that I think about it. I would, I think it'd be really fun to... Well, I say it's kind of a bummer because I don't think there's any reason to run more than one Claudite, but I wish there were a reason to run more than one Claudite just for the spy synergy and stuff, you know? Right. Uh, I I think the interesting, the cool thing here is that uh, since these form cards could be easily printed into any expansion, there's a lot of room to uh, expand the form abilities, which uh, might change that in the future. That might be true. Matt, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> I, think, I, just, you know, I just put you on the spot. <laughs> the it it would be interesting if you could have more than more than one of each form as well. So you, there's no reason to bring ever bring really four of them because one of them is never going to have a form until one of the other ones dies or switches it out. Right. And even like between the elite and regular, you can't have like a regular senator and an elite senator. Um, mm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it's nice because it, it, their abilities then can be maybe a little bit overpowered because you can only ever have one of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It can kind of be balanced around that, but then it's kind of brought down by the fact that you've got three options. But we can get into that more later, I think. Yeah. Probably would be too good to have two senators conspire at the beginning of the game or three. Uh, no, no. <laughs> be so bad. Please don't. Or four or yeah. six. Have all six Claudites and then just have that be your entire army, and then they just are all senatoring each other. Maxed out, yeah. Jake, why don't you tell us, tell us about some damage? Yeah, so I actually didn't put down the damage. Uh, I actually put down what the most, what I consider to be the most important stat for each one of these guys. So the regular scout hits range 7 92% of the time, which wow. is, uh, so the regular scout can, like I was saying earlier, they can the scout form can reach out a lot further than most than most figures actually right well yeah uh, they're getting they're getting 5 for nothing right just by right whatever they, they, they roll their minimum is stuff. 5 and that's if they roll one da- one accuracy on the green which is only half the faces and two accuracy on the blue which is only two of the faces right and that doesn't even take into account uh, focus or hera or someone like that right, right. totally yeah, this is all before any any buffs whatsoever. This is uh, this is just only with the thing, uh, the stuff printed on the card. The mm. regular street rack gets a surge seventy two percent of the time, which is honestly not the best. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, but you do get a two damage plus a blade sixty six percent of the time. Uh, so that means you can stack on a little bit of damage. But honestly, the those numbers get a lot better once you move to the elite. Mm, uh, yep. and the same thing, kind of with this with the senator. Uh, it conspires for 86% one token and 49% two tokens. That's actually pretty, that's better than I thought. 
Yeah, better than you would expect. Just from the well, I mean, you're rolling a green and a yellow are both mm. are like the top two surge dice. Yeah, I think it's because I probably have. Well, I guess most people have that. You know how you only re- you have like a bias where you only remember the bad things. Right. So like my memory is like I never roll a surge with regular senator. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you don't remember all the times you got one surge, which is about what you would expect. Yeah, which is what I, probably, yeah, what I probably almost always get. All right, tell me about these elites quick then. Yeah, the Elite Scout will hit range 8 93% of the time and range 9 76% and will be doing 3, 4, 5 damage a lot of the time with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Street Rat will hit 2 surges 49% of the time, uh, which means that you for about half the time you'll be able to get off both the plus 1 damage and the Assassin's Blade surges. Uh, and then it'll deal five damage or four plus blade damage rolled 74% of the time, which is also, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah and then the elite Senator conspire gets two surges 76% of the time, and you can get all three 40 uh, around 40% of the time. Yeah, that feels right. I think I feel I think for what I pay, see, this is like kind of where I start to get soft on the Claudite. I feel like for six points, I really want to be guaranteed those power tokens. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I thought everyone was going to like poo poo me on that one. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, because it really hurts. Again, this is bias, but this is my this is my negativity bias here. But it really hurts to roll zero surges on that senator roll in round Uh, one. I mean, it's 95 percent of the time you're getting at least one surge. Yeah the imperial salt calculator so mm-hmm. yeah i i have a funny thing that i th- like the regular senator more in some ways even though it has a it sounds counterintuitive because you've got less chance to roll tokens mm. but when you when you whiff with the four point figure it doesn't feel as bad as when you whiff with the six point figure yeah <laughs> six <laughs> points for the possibility to whiff on your support abilities is not good, but uh, I feel like that's something we should get more into in the weaknesses. Because, yeah, uh, Matt, why don't you tell us about the strengths of these figures? We we brought you on because you brought a regular Claudite to top sixteen of worlds. So, you, you I feel like you of anybody else would know the strengths. All right. Well, start off. I think that the senator ability is probably the one of the biggest reasons you bring him for the uh, added support. And the switch to uh, Uscrew for me is the way that uh, it slowed the game down enough mm-hmm. that you have extra rounds to use your conspire actions and spy actions and things like that with the Claudite. Right. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. I'd yes. say that's probably the biggest strength. Yeah, for sure. The uh, conspire is an amazing ability and... I'm trying to think, like, do you normally... So We're going to talk about this at some point, but the Conspire ability, normally, I have to imagine you're either looking for, because you get to that, you know, right, you get a power token of your choice. So my intuition would be I'm either looking for Surge or Evade, and probably Surge is what I think. But I guess, like, so what did you normally do, Matt? Like, based on, I guess, if you want to extrapolate on your list, that's fine, too. But what were you, what were you, what kind of power tokens were you hoping to get when you Conspire? I would usually go with uh, damage tokens mm. uh, simply because I had a lot of weak way in my list. Uh, yep. And so with the hidden and the damage power token and the focus, you could you had a really good chance to do six or seven damage against the black die. Right. And you were obviously you had plenty of you were going to oversurge at that point if you got a surge. Yep. 
and you didn't really need you're not like trying to keep them alive longer with evade so that i think that makes a lot of sense jake thoughts i'm trying to think too i think we put it down in strategy but i'm trying to think of because they're either going to be in scum or imperial i'm trying to think of what figures uh really when i ran it with coming. when i ran it with vader uh i would mm. give the evade power token yeah i think that's really interesting power token to vader or uh yeah that that was the primary use i put them to right i was thinking that you know one one figure i was thinking of too like like would onar want a surge by any chance or not really is that good uh, or is that bad i i think for for onar in particular you might just want to do the damage i'm just gonna it's true yeah, I mean, it's the, it's uh, the, he rolls two surges only 25% of the time. So, yeah, and if you can get both of his surges off, that's also pretty strong, assuming you have the range to back it up. So, yeah, I, I sure. think you could go either way on that. Right. Another another couple of figures that I think of when I think of the good surge abilities, too, is um Onar, or not Onar, sorry, Vinto and what's the other guy? Greedo. Vinto and Greedo. Especially Vinto, though. He has two really great surge abilities. I always think about... I've always thought about pairing him with one of these guys to try and, you know, make that first, like, weakened shot go off. Vinto with two surges uh, stacked and then a focus to kind of get it rolling. Yeah. Because then he can rehide and he can... As long as he doesn't roll all surges, he does some pretty nasty damage. Yeah, he's really good. And I've... I mainly... So I came about that in the opposite way because I'd play... When he, Vinto first came out, that was when Captain Taro, when I was playing a lot of Taro. And I just remember whenever Vinto's weakened, he's like the most useless figure in the game. Right. <laughs> yeah, I put Toxic Dart into my 2017 Worlds list specifically because Vinto and Jedi Luke were both running around a lot and they both really, really don't like the weekend. Right. Yeah. Um, for a while, I tried running a Weequay, a Claudite with um, Gamorrean guards to give them an evade. But I didn't actually find that to be that useful. So I'm re I'm pretty soft on honestly the giving and evade, giving either the defensive tokens. I'm not necessarily convinced that's right. actually all that good. There's some really weird. There's some corner cases. I would I really like the idea of giving Jin Odan an evade token. Oh, that actually also, sounds, uh, turns into a block. Good. Yeah. And then I also like giving the block power token to the Jets because then they can spend it as either a block or an evade, basically. Yeah, and you know what? I just haven't spent enough time. Uh, messing around with the cross cross faction stuff with the with the Claudite yet. Yeah, I've Those done some. Uh, I've done some play with the uh, bringing centuries into scum. Quite mm -hmm. a bit of that, and giving them either damage power tokens or surge power tokens, depending on what the list is that I'm running. Right? Don't they and already roll more than enough surges? Yes, they do. But when you put uh, explosive armaments on them. Oh, <laughs> you've got an extra outlet for those surges. I'm listening. <laughs> All right, so, so I guess I tried to just bring us around to this idea of conspire being because uh, I'll I think this is just an interesting point to make is that you the three of us had a little like I I posed a question to the three of us before we started about if the Claudite didn't have conspire, let's say, let's say just had the other two abilities. Would you ever bring a Claudite shapeshifter without the senator form? No, I, I thought the consensus was no. And I, you know, it's kind of beside the point to even ask because obviously it has it. But I do think it's worthwhile saying I would still consider probably bringing this like, let's say it only had Senator and Street Rat and not Scout. I would probably still consider bringing it under those circumstances. Maybe. See, maybe that's the question I should ask you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I, I don't know. I, I think it definitely needs to have all three because I, like because that gives it the flexibility to uh, like work. Because the way I look at the Claudite is that it's a decent grabber, a, a pretty good support, and a decent sniper. But it's not amazing at any one of those three. But the mm-hmm. fact that you can choose which of those three to use at any uh, at the beginning of every round gives it enough flexibility to see play when it's not the best at any of the three things it does. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I remember when this card was announced, we were all a little afraid because the hunters, we all thought the hunter spy combo. We were like, another hunter? Are you kidding me? <laughs> but we didn't like see any. We didn't like see any lists with it for a long time. So right. tell Matt I- came around. Yeah, I would add that the the one of the good things about Senator form too is that since it's a support, uh, it's able to use its actions in the first two round where a lot of your fighters are runners. Your your runners are dedicated to moving, but the uh, the fighters they don't do a whole lot in round one. Right. So when you have support actions or spy card actions, uh, you ha- you have an outlet for actions, so they're not really wasted. Yeah, you're. That's a very good point because we do. Jake and I spend obviously a lot of time talking about how valuable it is to get everything you can out of every action. So yeah, that is a very good point because, and like you, I guess, you know, like you're like, we were all just talking about the flexibility aspect is right. You're going to get value out of them round one with the support action round two. You're going to get offensive value out of them, you know, in contrast, I guess like a C3PO or a Gideon or the other support figures where you get the value early, especially because he's so slow that if you're not turtling up in your deployment zone or near it, he's going to get left behind and not do much in round three. Yeah, that's true. Although I guess, yeah, you're right. Maybe C-3PO isn't actually the perfect example because he does provide some amazing value as the game goes on, (laughs) depending on God, he's so broken. (laughs) All right. Maybe like, maybe like an officer is kind of doesn't do much in round three. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, yeah, so obviously beyond... So here, here's a question that I do have, though. So let's focus on... So I think we all agree that Conspire is an extremely good, but do these other two forms... So my experience has been, and this is not a lot of experience, this is pretty limited, but my experience has generally been with Street Red and Scout is I almost never feel like I can get... I guess I'm, I don't ever feel like I'm getting enough value out of them. That may be, again, just lack of practice, but I'd be interested to know if you guys... What your guys' thoughts are on... You know, that flexibility, is it enough to kind of make up, I guess? And you can talk about each of them individually if you want, the elite and the regular. I actually really like the scout form because of the fact that it has sucked long range and the priority target in particular means that it is one of the best ways to kill supports. You can uh, knock 3PO out of a Han box or you can uh, or you can reach behind and kill f- figure wounded figures that they ran back to preserve points. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree that I think priority target is an extremely under underrated ability let's say i like a focused elite scout to take out gideon on uh from like 10 spaces away round two or three or something like that is pretty fun oh that sounds so crazy yeah i never really consider running these guys with focus because generally you're running into them with other uh with your other hunter figures that really want the focus more than the claudite needs it yeah you know i never thought of that either i mean so matt do you did you focus the regular uh yeah I've, I've it's in that time of the game where it gets down to round three or four mm. and about most of your fighting figures are toast and yep. you've got a lot it's, it's just down to the supports all duking it out <laughs> and uh, <laughs> i had a game where i think i had gideon c3po cotoon and a regular claudite in scum 
and uh, I managed to win the game with those four figures. I, mean, I think I had an elite jaw in there too. Maybe they were they were all those five were doing work. Mm. All five, well, except for C three PO, all five of those actually have pretty good attacks. So, yeah, yeah, they don't do all right for themselves. Cotoon, best figure in the game, maybe. <laughs> um, sure. Everybody's <laughs> smiling, not at the crazy man. <laughs> okay, so, um, Scout, I think is yeah. I I actually really like priority target and rifleman. I'm trying to think if rifleman. I mean, adding to your range is pretty good. I think it is surprising when you are in the uh, let's say you're like doing a range attack as street rat. It is kind of surprising how short the range is. I think, especially with no surges to get accuracy at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, we can transition into talking about the street rat because I've actually gotten some crazy damage rolls off of street rats, but that's uh, that might just be confirmation bias in the other direction where I just remember <laughs> the really good rolls. But uh, but I, I generally have a good a good opinion of the street rat, especially on the elite, because you do have that higher chance to get the two surges to get in there and really hit the crap out of somebody. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of that street rat there, Matt? I... I like it a lot for either if you've got more than one claw die, like round one, it's you basically have a move ten figure that yeah, can go awesome. go get in position for some crazy cross shot scout round two, or uh, or you can again focus them. It sounds crazy, but when it gets down to that point, it gives you that extra two range, so you can stand next to one figure and shoot someone that's a little further away and have a pretty much guaranteed surge. So you can take out someone's officer or uh, C-3PO or some figure like that with the attack and assassin's blade, you, you know, mm. kind of combo it together. Yeah, the assassin, assassin's blade is a really... God, this figure actually is really cool. It has a lot of interesting abilities. I mean, yeah. it basically has move six. It's or, uh, speed six, I should say. Yeah. With only one move. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... Yeah, and like I said, I've used... I use it to... I used it as a pretty much a way to dive bomb in and uh, murder somebody that they didn't really think was about to get killed. So like you're, it, you can use it to attack and kill a lower health figure. Like it, it has a pretty good chance to hit those hit five or six damage. Once you factor in the blade, mm. which most people wouldn't consider a five or six health figure to be an at death's door. Yeah. I think I, I probably undervalue that quite a bit, honestly. <laughs> and and against figures like Vader or anyone that can play on the lamb, sometimes doing that two or three damage uh, without attacking them, yeah, unmitigated, there's just nothing they can do about that. Yeah, that's great. It's really good. Also an undervalued, unmitigated damage. It's undervalued. Um, <laughs> by whom? I would like to meet this person who undervalues Everyone. mitigated damage. Well, okay, let's not say under, let's not say under, the damage is undervalued, but thinking about like certain figures that have abilities to do unmitigated damage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, I don't think about them hard enough. That's why Grenadier has been a factor since literally day one. It's true. So good. It's not something the scum has a lot of access to. Mm, That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And they still don't because it's a unique form on the Claudite. You're probably bringing one of. (laughs) (laughs) Look, no one said it was going to be easy. (laughs) Uh, I think the last really big strength on this is that it has a unique and very powerful combo of traits. Hunter spy is not seen anywhere else. And I would, I would argue that those are the two best traits in the game. 
yeah. maybe Trooper might be up in there. Th- those three are definitely the top three. Mm, for sure. I mean, I think Hunter Spy is a great combo. Like I, I mean, like I said earlier, it's a, I think it's a little hard to justify running multiples of these. But I think there's probably enough. I mean, I didn't be interested in Matt, what you think, but I'm guessing there's enough spy cards where you don't need all three spies to make it valuable. So, yeah, for the most part, you can get by with the with the one for kind of like rebels use Mac in a lot of their lists currently. Yeah. yeah and then a lot of uh, Imperial lists are using the one cross trained set of riot troopers to just get that one spy that can you can then use strategic shift and Intel leak. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. Strategic shift and Intel leak are so good, which I'm guessing we'll talk about them later. So, oh, definitely, <laughs> we'll definitely say them. I'm um, trying to think if there's any value in. So, is there a world where you bring two of these to get the uh, spy synergy a little bit higher up? Is there any reason to do that? I honestly think you'd be better off subbing in another spy from Rebels, or if you're in an Imperial spy list, just taking more Imperial spies than taking a second Claudite. Yeah, see, I'd be inclined to say the same. You could bring in like Ahsoka, I guess, or something like that. But I think, generally speaking, I'd, I'd agree too. I mean, for some, if you want to have some fun, though, just throw that out the window and and bring three of them because <laughs> there, there's just a ton of things you can do with them. Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> three regular spies, regular Claudites. Like I I brought two of them into when they first came out. I put two of them into. Uh, Imperial, uh, regular and elite. Oh, that sounds and cool. The, the elite would conspire, and I had Blaze in the list as well. Mm. And so Blaze would hide the Claudites with oh his, because it says a spy or a trooper. Right, right. And since they're spies, he could hide them. And then they were giving power tokens, uh, surges to the elite ISBs, or you could surge, sub in like heavy storms or some other fun stuff that need uh, surge or damage tokens. Yeah, I, I actually that so that did cross my mind a long time ago because I was playing I played heavy stormtroopers at Worlds 2017 and yeah, yeah. they they are die they just die for uh surges <laughs> like they are just screaming for them so this is a this is a cool unit to make you think about that I want to add one more strength Jake is that okay go for it no um, you are not allowed to contribute <laughs> and this is this is what we were just doing but what I actually think is maybe the best part about this unit is that, that since being able to dish out like let's say surge power tokens makes you really re it's a list building strength it's that it makes you really rethink the type of lists or the type of units that you should bring because it kind of enables a lot of different lists that maybe you didn't consider so like we were just taught, like we were just saying about the heavy stormtroopers i think they're kind of bad just generally but like if they're a little cheaper their next problem would be how do i get them a surge and this is like a very easy way to get them a surge. And it'd be really, I think it's a neat list to try. And there's a lot of other figures you can do. It like just encourages a lot of interesting lists. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were talking about with Vinto, he really likes those surge tokens or the, uh, I, I feel like giving a, giving Jedi Luke a, giving Jedi Luke a single power token brings his odds of one shotting a weak way or a, uh, or a ranger up a lot higher, which, uh, which I like the, I always like seeing anything that kills those darn snipers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, and it sounds like Matt, you've done a lot of a, uh, a lot of um experimentation with them too. Yeah, there, there, there's so many things you can do with them. It's a ton of fun. Mm. And then with Nexus for the evade tokens. Ooh, yeah, with the cunning ability <laughs> to get an extra block. I, I was thinking yeah. about that. I was thinking about that with the new. Uh, 
because I know we're going to have some new beasts coming in the new set, like the Lothcats. Oh, yeah. But I'm not sure what they do yet, but I think that would be kind of neat to have a beast list with the Nexu. And I was like, oh, maybe I could give the Nexu a bunch of these little evade tokens along with the Lothcats. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be definitely be interesting. So we've just spent a, a long time talking about <laughs> all the reasons the Claudites are cool. So why don't we see them in every list? Well, they got a lot of weaknesses. <laughs> well, they got a lot of weaknesses. I was like, I was like, oh crap, Jack. I think Jake just like gave me a alley oop here, and I'm drinking a taking a sip of coffee well, here. There's just so many other figures you'd rather bring. Not that they're bad. There's just so many other things that are you want to fit in and scum, especially in that four to six price range. Yeah, that's. I actually think that's maybe my number one concern is that my uh, at well, okay, I'll speak to the elites at least at six points. I think that's a that's a crowded. It's a crowded spot at this yeah, point. Yeah, you're competing with Onar and Ways oh. and uh, kind of. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, you're competing with Onar, Weakways, Vinto. If you're bringing it for the support, then you get into the legitimate question of, oh, would I rather have Jabba or a Claudite? Yeah, right. And I think that's an interesting. It's kind of an interesting question, but and even for the four points, then you're assuming you don't already have three PO and. Gideon, you really are, have to start asking yourself. <laughs> One, why would I, yeah, why would I rather have this than those two? But so that's that's tough. But I do think they offer obviously some unique things that those other ones don't like, given the spy trait. So, right, and I'd say yeah. another reason is that they just don't have a good HP to cost ratio, and therefore they're not a frontline figure, and they're they're pretty easily dropped off the board. Yeah, I think. Yeah, again, this probably particularly goes to the elite again. Yeah, and eight, eight HP for six just doesn't cut it for any sort of frontline combat. So you have to keep them back at least yeah, until which, the third or fourth round to get that street rat in. Yeah, that's what really hurts is that street rat wants you know wants you to get up in it so badly. So the, the regular one actually isn't too bad on the. It's got like one and a half HP to its cost. Yeah, uh, see, I think the regular is easy, more justifiable to kind yeah. of use it. But that elite, you kind of almost want like nine. Uh, mm, yeah, nine would feel good. better, but... Yeah, I feel like, yeah, ten would definitely be getting a little bit further, like, would be getting a little into bonkers, but nine would, like, you, you just kind of want... I feel like 1.5 is the ratio where, like, it becomes a decent fighter versus just a guy that's there. Yeah. Uh, can I transition? I'm going to transition this into another weakness, but it won't be in order. But the sure. the, the surges are really... Uh, God, I just feel like they're kind of disappointing on all of them, I guess, in some uh, ways. Except for Assassin's Blade, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Excluding the special abilities, but all of their surges, like, no plus two damages across any of them. And that, that's painful, I think. Yeah. The, right, the scout has Pierce 2. Yeah, which is, which is great. Probably the and, next best one. And I actually think that's an it's actually kind of amazing that the regular Claudite for four could get pierced too as one of its surges. That's kind of an interesting buff in some ways. And where this, I think the elite, because they have to share these cards, where you'd expect the elite should probably have a plus two damage on its on its surges, but it can't because they yeah. share the cards, it seems. So true. I'm not sure if that's like the I'm not sure if that's like the right. plus two would be oh. crazy good on a on the regular and and about what you'd expect on the elite, but so I feel like you have to just for game design purposes, you kind of have to go on the conservative side. Yeah, unfortunately. 
yeah, I think that's it's probably what happened. But yeah, it's pretty awesome though that the regular gets pierced too. I should have I should have noted that. I should have noticed that. Thank God, man. <laughs> you here. did Come notice. Man. You did notice. <laughs> and the senator surges look pretty bad too. But uh, the recover too can be useful if you've like intelligence leaked or done some, or even end game if you're just trying to conserve points and run away. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that. Right, and you don't have to. You don't have to get range or do any damage to do recover. So you could. Even if you wanted to be really cheeky, you could take a cross map shot at somebody you just have line of sight to and recover <laughs> exactly. run away further. Like Nalhada. I mean, take a range 15 shot on somebody. They'll look at you weird. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I'm back at full health now. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm back at full health. And oh, I had a second surge. I'm just going to go and take a wild power token while I'm here and uh, we're good to go. Grab that surge for when you turn into a scout next round or whatever. Yeah. Or grab that surge for Assassin's Blade. Mm, but now we're yeah. back into strengths again. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake, this is a good one you have down here, but um, spy cards. I wouldn't even thought about this because I think I instinctively just brush past these spy cards so quickly. But the fact that most spy cards require actions. Well, just the just only one of them takes an action, uh, the strategic shift, but it's such a good card that it does suck that takes up an action. And also, I just want to give credit where it's due is Matt put that down because he's good. He's good at this game. Well, I was also thinking of, uh, so let me pull them back up here, the spy ones, uh, data theft. It's yeah. maybe not that great, but it's it also takes an action. Yeah. And some of the other ones that aren't played, uh, I'm trying to look them up here. Like hide in plain sight takes an action, but you're not going to use that one. Yeah, good old hide in plain. Good old three-point hide in plain sight. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> You know what I wanted so bad to work? Uh, cut the lines and strategic shift to work in work together. Oh, yeah. That'd be so cool if you could like make it so no one can draw cards and then you force them to shuffle it in and <laughs> draw draw cards that they can't draw. God, that'd be so cool. That'd be brutal. Oh, yeah, it'd be so uh, fun. All right, but but to those points, um, yeah, I think if you drew a weakness, I guess would be is that if you drew your strategic, right, strategic shift, yeah, your strategic shift later on in the game, you know, it might you might not have the actions to actually use it, even though the, even though arguably one of the reasons you brought the Claudite was to play that card, I would imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the uh, well, if you're a hunter, you're going to be focusing on fighting. If you're in one of the combat forms, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. specifically for those, the hunter cards. Yep, and those hunter cards take up a lot of points and yeah, feel really necessary. So that kind of crowds out a few of the extra spy cards. You really have to decide if you want strategic shift or some of those other ones in there especially yeah, very- uh, since that that uh brings us into another of their weaknesses which is that there's literally no other spies and scum so you have to recruit rebels or re- or have recruited the uh the claudite into imperials if you want to run a spy centric list with yeah. with the shapeshifter yeah i kind of wish that wasn't the way it was I know I, I we we've probably already talked about this enough, but yeah, I just wish there was a reason to have more spies. I'd be neat if there was a reason to have more spies in um, scum. It's kind of hard to justify, I think. Yeah, may, maybe once we get that uh, the the elephant trunk guy from A New Hope, he'll he'll also be a spy in scum. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'm sure he's on his way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Those are interesting points. Yeah, the last one here though. That you've got down. This is maybe a weakness and a strength, but the steep learning curve. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. 
Yeah. Uh, why don't you yeah. tell us a little bit about <laughs> yeah. uh, your practicing for worlds? Like, so like, or when you first, like, how long did it take you to like, really feel like you'd learned the Claudite pretty well, Matt? I, I'm going to say that I still haven't. And that's the reason I gave it up when I was actually, it was working directly with you and Micah. And uh, I believe Dave was the last one in that group that we were uh, all running together and trying to make a uh, scum spy list without IG work. Yeah. Uh, I thought I hadn't been using them that much. And then I realized that I have pretty much had one in every single list since they came out. Really? That's awesome. I think <laughs> that so. Would help, that would help a lot, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> both the regular and the elite, I've been using them uh, both quite a bit. So okay. I didn't do a whole lot of preparation with, with them ex- specifically for Worlds. Yeah. But uh, you had the experience there to be able to do a lot, kind of like how I had the experience with the three amigos list that I was able to go five, two, despite not having any practice with it. Yeah. And the rest of the scum stuff hasn't really changed in a year. Um, so plugging one of those into the list didn't change a whole lot. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I do think though, the learning curve is pretty, pretty high because I will say I definitely, and again, I I'm fully willing to take responsibility for the fact that, you know, when I normally play them, I feel very underwhelmed, you know, after I conspire, which I know I got to practice harder rolling three surges <laughs> to get my conspire to be good. <laughs> you know, I'll take responsibility for that. Don't be, don't be good. <laughs> be lucky. <laughs> but the other two forms I like have a very different, and maybe this is just part of the learning curve is I have a very difficult time knowing like, God, should I be in scout form or street rat? It seems obvious to me, like this is what my brain would tell me in, internally, is that I start in senator, then go to scout for round two, and then maybe street rat round three, but that's not, it's not very obvious to me if that's even right. That just feels intuitive to me. I found staying in senator for the second round a lot of times is, is something that I've been doing more. You know, that's probably a great idea because then you, you just conspire again and immediately you activate them. Well, I guess it depends what's going on. When do you, when do you activate them first? No. You, you've kind of got one group that gets powered up all the way and then you've got a second group of weak ways or some other figures that are nearby mm. that are, oh. they might not have focuses, but those are the ones you're giving focus to midway through round two. Okay, another- so I have a question. When I was doing the practicing, I was actually giving damage tokens to the weak way that, what, that weren't focused so that I'd have up to damage across the board. So you were supercharging one group. Well, yeah, uh, against jets and stuff. Yeah. Because it gives you a better chance of hitting seven or eight damage, uh, to be able to get through the Zillow or keep them from, uh, using their agile and things like that. Um, or against Vader, uh, you can kill him in like three attacks instead of four sometimes that way too. Okay. Yeah. That's, mm. that's really interesting. Cause I was, like I said, I was just, uh, giving, damage tokens to the ones that weren't focused because I had, you would let me know that a power token weak way does the same damage as a focused weak way. Pretty much. Yeah. With a hidden in a, in a damage token, it's pretty much the same as having a whole nother die. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good observation. <laughs> so it is really effective. It just depends how you want to spread your damage around. I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. So yeah, that that's something actually I had messed up, or, and that's probably part of the reason I had a massive losing streak and changed the day of Worlds, which go back and listen to our Worlds Report episode for that story. <laughs> um, uh, I kind of want to... Go ahead, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, I don't remember if Matt was sitting at that breakfast table when I 
just decided to run Amigos the morning of? I wasn't. We went with uh, Mike was off running an errand trying to uh, pick up from was it Eric? The, was, the, was it Eric that used to be on this? Uh, no, wait, I'm sorry. Eric's on here. It's uh, Tim. Oh, Tim. Was it him that uh, I can't remember who we were going to see? He, yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't remember either. So it's one of the local guys. I think that's played some IA. Gotcha. But well. he was getting trying to get a 3D printed box for his tokens. Oh, so. that would have been with Jason. <laughs> okay, I don't remember who it was. Yeah, we we all met over at uh, by the Mall of America at a what's it uh, what, what restaurant over there anyway. I hop or something, right? Something. Anyway, like yeah, that uh, that is highly fascinating to so many listeners. Why don't we talk about the <laughs> strategy of the claw night? <laughs> hold on, hold on. I want to I want to regroup on the strengths and weaknesses because something that I feel like we sort of like flowed back and forth. And is this unit? Is this unit just like overall? Just maybe, maybe I should say it's like the most balanced unit. Is it like sort of a? It's like on the high end of mediocre. Like media, not mediocre enough to not bring. It has like some redeeming qualities, but it's not like a must-have in a lot yeah. of lists. It feels I like think it's me. a solidly tier two unit. Mm. I think high end of mediocrity is a good way to put it. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> it's like maybe the most insulting thing you could say about. Someone. I would say it's like sixty-six percentile. It's like you're so close, but not close. <laughs> Because, yeah, it, it feels like we were a little bit soft on the strengths, but I also was kind of, you know, I, I was positive on the weaknesses in some ways. I was, like, kind of ready to admit that there's there's a lot of good things about it. So, but yeah, I've, uh, I have I keep coming back, though, too. If this had to search for plus two damage across all these forms on the Elite, I would, like, I think that would make a big difference, at least in my mind. Yeah, maybe if that was, like, a third ability on the Elite's uh, deployment card of, like, mm-hmm. Uh, when you surge for plus one, when you surge for a damage, you add an extra damage or something. Yeah, I'm not even sure. Again, I'm not even sure if that's the reason. Maybe the problem though is really that all these surge abilities. Honestly, you get a yellow dice on the on the elite, but the yellow just doesn't translate. Unfortunately, it doesn't reliably translate into a ton of damage. I guess, except for on the street rat. Yeah, I you know, say. I shouldn't say that because the assassin's blade really wants it. But I guess if I had to look at the scout ability, maybe that's why I never like the scout form all that much. It's because even if I rolled a bunch of surges, I just don't feel that good about it. I feel like I the know. the uh, the senator conspire. If you're going to give a token to the Claudite itself, you would give it a surge token ninety nine percent of the time. That's true? usually what I would do. Yeah. Mm. Either for assassin's blade or to help guarantee accuracy on the scout. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Especially on that regular, where on a blue green you have a pr- you have a decent shot of not getting any surges. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty tight. Tight surge yeah. race there. Um, okay, but we can go to strategy, Jake. I I think I I shouldn't have interrupted you. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think we've actually uh, talked about all of these things that I have down for the strategies of Street Rat. You have the ability to possibly pull a double kill. Where you uh, where you park up next to two people, you shoot one and stab the other. Yeah, that's so much fun. Yeah, that is definitely a a pain. It'd be a painful experience to be on the end of, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then we've I'd say probably half this episode has been talking about what senator tokens to give to which figures, and uh, and then the scout to assassinate supports and to disrupt boxes specifically because uh, I don't know about you guys, but I hate 
Hans that are parked next to C-3PO's and get that cunning block, and it's just annoying as heck. So the ability to just shoot that C-3PO out and take that away is a lot of is really useful. Right. I do kind of want to step back though, because at a like let's back up at a high level. Obviously, the Claudite shapeshifter is very rarely. Well, here's a maybe this is a good question for Matt. Is the Claudite often one of your figures that are going into the end, like let's say going into the end of game as one of your last like units, offensive units? I think they usually are because yeah. it generally hangs back either as Senator or uh, Scout. Yep. And generally, I would, I would imagine you play them in a pretty safe way during that window, right? When they're Senator, Senator Scout form. Yeah. Because, yeah, like we said, they're not very. <laughs> They're not very healthy in the grand. They can be probably one shotted by a lot of figures. So yeah, that HP scary. is the probably the big glaring weakness in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it so to be honest, like if you look at them from pure, I guess like if you can efficiently make it into like round three, like on even terms, I guess with your opponent, they probably are a pretty strong support figure to be rounding out the game with, which is kind of an interesting way to look at them at four points. Yeah, because they're, they're probably a better combat unit than uh, Gideon, or I mean, they're they're at least up there with Gideon and Hera. Like they're gonna be able to do some damage, right? And probably better than like your, like, because I guess in some ways the four point shapeshifter is competing with an elite Jawa, but and probably slightly better than an elite Jawa, maybe. Yeah, or if they're yeah. trying to body block with uh, some of their own support figures, uh, and get and get other figures out of the way, that scout shot can be pretty critical to score you a few extra points over shooting those those uh, more valuable figures. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and especially, I guess, going back to the flexibility, they certainly have a lot more options than <laughs> than the Jawas, so. Yeah. Well, the, the Jawa, the Elite Jawa at least gets you all the droids potentially, too, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's yeah, got they, its own flexibility. Yeah, and the leader trait is uh, pretty awesome. On, Good old. The, on those on those uh small figures on those low cost figures at least yeah, yeah. that's kind of man that's kind of inter interesting um parallel between these two figures that the elite jawa is the one of the easier ways to get the leader trait and may i guess arguably like one of the only i guess easy i mean way, I, one I of the only efficient ways to get it and the claudite shapeshifter the regular is the only way to get a spy and scum in like an efficient way yeah so yeah, I, I definitely think that's an interesting, interesting parallel. Good, good catch. Uh, then I just wanted to make sure we talked about because we're about to talk about command cards. But you know, I guess is it true that the Claudite Shapeshifter? One of the main reasons you consider running them is to get access to those two spy cards. Is that right? Does that feel right? Yeah. Okay, because that is kind of a very like you can really mess up an opponent's plans, especially yeah. in especially nowadays when I think um, command cards are so. They're so they're insanely valuable. Yeah, especially Maybe three cards, the three main ones. If you count comms disrupt, I think too. Mm. Yeah, comms disrupt is good. I wasn't sure if it actually made it made the cut. I know there was it. some someone that I think won a regionals that they brought it with no spies in the list just for a second. Uh, Paul did in uh, Worlds twenty seventeen. He made it to the final table with he just had a comms disrupt with no spies. Okay, second negation. Yep, that's uh, we had a player, a local player, who was doing that too. And that's when you know that there's probably some zero card, zero point card problems <laughs> in the game. 
it's like oh you'll bring a two point card to get rid of a <laughs> take initiative yeah. again go ahead and go listen to our worlds episode for more yeah on that um but yeah this and especially you know what it's kind of interesting the way the meta's gone because i think jake you and i were talking i don't remember if we were talking about this off can off the podcast or on but the kind of like the prevalence of r2d2 when they're really he wasn't in a lot of lists for a long time when you had yeah. some of the lit, when you had some of the maps where the terminals were either in a dangerous spot or were kind of far away. Yeah, Obi Wan, the Obi Wan map in particular, the uh, oh my god, it was so bad. The Anchorhead <laughs> Bar, it's always going to be Anchorhead Bar. I don't care if they want to tell us it's a cantina, but yeah, <laughs> where the where you have one that's five spaces away and the other that is ten spaces from either deployment zone, you're not getting R two to either of those in a in any decent way. So. Right. But so now that he's back and I, I have to imagine that there are some lists that run R2 and Rebel High Command. Is that true? Do people that's do that? That's the thing that people do. Yeah. I know I've seen it. I could swear I've seen it. But um, uh, I've definitely played R2 and Black Market in the same list. But um, I was thinking for that, at, like a strategic shift at beginning of round two, if someone has drawn, what, three extra cards or like four extra cards or something. God, that's so that'd be so painful. Oh, yeah. I got uh, in worlds. I got strat. I got strategic shifted, which uh, this card that we're talking about strategic shift is a spy only command card that costs one point that states action target player. Uh, choose a player to shuffle their command card hand into their deck and then draw two cards. So that's a way to just it really hits those set like a lot of like the majority of the time when I'm playing any sort of scum list, I have seven cards in my hand at the end of round one. I hate that. <laughs> Which though obviously a strategic shift against that is really mean. That's that that hits really hard. Did you find that, Matt? Have you had any disgusting strategic shifts? You know, I ended up I gotta say that I dropped it right before worlds. <gasps> uh, I know the night before I it was like two AM, I was kicking I don't know, whenever it was like midnight. I'm dropping that card. Mm -hmm. what, made, what, what made it over it? I never, I always try and hold on to it too long and get like nine or 10 cards with it or something ridiculous. Right. Like I should have just played it. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think, I think it's totally worth trading your one card for, even if they have a four card command hand, that's that you're messing it with their, you mess with their psychology where they have a plan in their head and then they have to go change that on the fly. Then you're Definitely. also trading one card for two. Yeah, I'm always afraid that I'm going to get rid of all their zero cost cards and draw them into a bunch of threes or something. I mean, that's just the risk you have to take, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose ideally you would have seen their hand with the other. Yeah. The there was the one time it was uh, tools, assassinate, son of Skywalker, blaze of glory, and a couple other cards in the same hand. And I got strategic shifted. That's painful. That that was a that was a moment when I, I managed to maintain my poker face. At least I like to think. <laughs> But in my head, I was flipping that table. Yeah. Um, so, oh, I think this is a fine time to shift into strategic shift into the command card section. Hey, we already, we already talked about one <laughs> strategic shift, obviously. But uh, yeah, so I, I guess this is kind of a strength that we didn't. Um, well, we did touch on, but we didn't specifically go into this. But the fact that they're a hunter, Claudite is a hunter and a spy. Um, even though there might not be a lot of spies for you to kind of capitalize on, this card is certainly like slides right into a hunter list like no not a lot of bumps in the road in that right in that i think the road. thing there is that we haven't talked too much about the hunter command cards because most of the time you're pairing them with weak ways or onar or ig88 which which do a lot more damage and they they are the first on the list to use the hunter cards but 
we were talking about that in the end game, a lot of the times your Claudite and your other supports are the only things left. If you have right. a hunter card in your hand, then then you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna attack with a street rat and also assassinate. Take that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like top decking and assassinator are tools for the job in round four, and you yeah, just having somebody left to use it because in a hunter's list without it, there's no support. There's no other support hunters, so mm -hmm. you would yep. just draw that dead card. It's like, oh, my weak waves and my IG88 are dead, so I don't know. Uh, this is a dead card. Yeah. Did you find that, Matt, too? Did you find that at all, or did that not really ever come up for you? I never attacked with them a whole lot at Worlds when it came down to it. Mm. Um, I had a nice. plan to a lot of the time. Uh, but that, I have in the past used, like, Assassinate with uh, Street Rat. If you put someone within, you know, two or three health left, and then you just roll the, you know, you go for that Assassin's Blade, you're like, I might might take Vader out, you know, might not. Uh Mm, or get right. someone else really within if you can get them within one damage they're guaranteed to to die yeah, yeah. I, would, I would definitely do that if i had the option for sure but I that mean, heightened is huge especially with scout if you're trying to shoot out uh, c3po or somebody else out of a box that has a white die yeah that's so that's so good being able to remove a figure that they don't think will get removed yeah going through the they blocked it and <laughs> you remove their die that's awesome <laughs> yeah um so then on our list here we've also got intelligence leak so i'll read that one hold on give me a chance i went over to the hunter cards now i lost it um uh, intelligence leak is a spy card it is one point and it states use during your activation to look at your opponent's hand you may choose and discard a command card from it then you suffer strain equal to that card's cost so that card is amazing basically yeah because it does no action which is great yeah no action and i feel like the penalty is pretty minimal yeah, especially like if you use it, you can use it to drop that take initiative. If if you see if you don't want to take the strain or you don't see anything else worth hitting, you can just take a zero cost card out for free. You're bound to find something that you don't like in their hand. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, um, I mean, honestly, too, the downside of it, even for like an expensive card, like, you know, in my opinion, a six health shapeshifter might as well be a three health shapeshifter if I can get rid of a son of Skywalker or an assassinate or something. <laughs> That's or perfectly on the lamb. Yeah, or on the lamb. Feels that feels perfectly fine. Cause you know, the six health guy is probably gonna there's a good chance he'll die in a single attack anyways, depending on what targets him. So Yeah, an intelligence leak doesn't take an action. Yeah. So you can still heal yourself. Yeah, if you got a shot and you got nowhere else to go. <laughs> yeah, it's not too, it's not too bad. Uh, then we also have on the list here Calm Disruption, which is a two point card uh, for any figure, but functionally not really. Uh, use when a command card with a cost of X is played, where X is equal to or less than the number of friendly spy groups on the map. Discard that card and cancel its effects. Good old fashioned counterspell. Yeah, good old fashioned counterspell. Um, it's a I know uh, people used to run it with Imperials while. A while ago, I don't think I've actually ever seen it in Rose. a rebel. I'm sure you could run in a rebels list, but I haven't seen it. In a um, my a the man Joe from the Johto cast who I have played against a lot. He really liked running rebel spy lists with this card. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm sure people did. They just I just haven't seen it very often. So a lot uh, of the good spy and smuggler or hunter and smuggler cards have crowded it out. Yeah, two points. It's a it's a tough uh, tough field. tough take. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's too bad though, because I do think it is. It's a really neat card, and it's even the one the, reason you might bring more than one uh, Claudite. Yeah, that would, I think that would be the only time. 
Yeah, that yeah. would be that gives you the ability to cancel Blaze of Glory tools, overrun. Call the Vanguard would be great to get rid of. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Jake, you put in the shadows on here. I would love to hear your. Do you want to tell us about it? Are you? Do you sure. Have it up? In the sh- uh, in the shadows is a one cost command card that is smuggler or hunter. Uh, I've was listening to the Zion's finest episode with Isaac Borno, and he was talking about how he uses in the shadows with his uh, <laughs> on Rangers list. It's a card that is smuggler or hunter used at the start of a round until the end of the round. Hostile figures four or more spaces away from you do not have line of sight to you. You do not block line of sight for those figures. So that I, I put that down as a possible card to use with the scout specifically, because then mm. it can snipe out to its range eight and not take any shots back. Yeah, and then you actually have the freedom to maybe leave it hang out there a little bit. Right. And this doesn't okay, and it doesn't take an action either. So that's actually a lot that's better. That's good. Yeah, so that's just a fun little card. So I'm I've been trying to find ways to drop that in. Thought that was an interesting place. Yeah, an uh, very interesting text tech card, I should it say. It came in Greedo's pack, so playing with him, they can't uh, slow on the draw you too. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I actually <laughs> didn't know that it came with it. That's really cool. Uh, then you also have on here Toxic Dart, which is a zero-point Hunter Smuggler card. Probably talked about it in the past, but I'll read it anyways. Used during your activation, a hostile figure within three spaces and in line of sight suffers one strain and becomes weakened. And I think your justification for this is very good. Yeah, so the Claudite is very, very dependent on its surges. So weakening a white die figure will make your attacks much more likely to get the effects you want. Yeah, especially if for the you know the street rat getting that getting that knife. Yeah, knife through the assassin's blade through. Right, or scouts also like their uh, like their weaken. So if you send one of the scouts' allies up to knock off a toxic dart, some a toxic dart somewhere. Mm. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it's also a zero cost card, which ju- which is just great. Yeah, true, true. Uh, I really like that card a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a great card. Oh, zero. So it's hard to. It's, there's almost so many good zero point cards that sometimes I stress out trying to fit in zero point cards. Yeah. I'm like, ah. Yeah, uh. <laughs> uh, and then we have one final card down here. Matt, why don't you tell us about price on their heads? Yeah, I just added this one to the list. This is one of the reasons. This is what bumped out uh, Strategic Shift. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a Hunter card uh, for special action. Place this card on a hostile deployment card. When the last figure in the, that group is defeated, gain an additional four victory points. Do you think that was a worthwhile shift? A- absolutely. <laughs> tell nice. me, tell me more. Who have you, have who you ever scored a twenty-one point Vader? <laughs> no, I have that, not. Oh, so I was going to actually follow up on that. If you you must combo this with celebration, I'm guessing because yeah, yeah. That, that does actually become a pretty obnoxious uh, swing. I think there was one game I put it on Tarot uh, round one with the Claudite because she's got extra actions usually because she's hanging back. Yep. And uh, I put it on Tarot just daring him to, all right, if you're going to come in and do your flamethrower bomb, then, you know. I'll take 11 points. I'll I'll try and get some more points. Yeah, get 11 points. And I think it turned into uh, 15 with uh, Celebration as well. Dude. That's such a swing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but how can you not do the flamethrower? That's the real question. <laughs> there's like no, there's no other option. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was um, the dilemma. Yeah, for sure. 
And you've got um, enough other hunters in nearly every list they're in to to play a someone else can use it at, you know, if, if needed. Yeah, you got lots of yeah, it's kinda yeah, again, as we mentioned earlier, it's very nice that they have the hunter. Right. If, if you so want if, you, if you're planning to stay in your deployment zone anyway, a weak way could possibly just hide and play price. Yeah. True. Very true. Um lists. So uh, we really start so, yeah, go ahead, Jake. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I interrupted you, so I apologize. Anyway, uh, Matt, why don't you tell us the, the list you brought to Worlds this year? All right. Well, I brought a it was, uh, double elite weakways with Onar and then the regular Claudite, Greedo, Hired Guns, Gideon, C-3PO, and Black Market, Devious, and Temple Alliance. So you've got eight activations with 11 figures and 67 health. And a whole lot of offense. Yeah. And I think we've been soft talking about your command deck this whole time, but it sounds like you kind of went for those two. Do you just do the one spy card ultimately? I ultimately was just intelligence leak. Yeah. Still good though. And then all your yeah. other hunter cards worked. So yeah, my, the last minute changes were to drop black market prices and strategic shift for price on their heads and primary target. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's and, uh, good. obviously that worked out for you since you top sixteen again. <laughs> did yeah, you uh, did you manage top eight this year? I can't, I can't ever remember. No, I didn't this year. Just top sixteen again. Oh well, that's I mean, right. welcome welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> next year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to going back again next year. See how it goes. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, worlds is awesome. Yeah, worlds is a fun time. Um, Imperial Claudites, Jake. Yeah, uh, I think I mentioned this list as well. Uh, I my first iteration of Sith Lords was Vader, Palpatine, Maul, uh, the Elite Claudite two officers, which was pretty fun. And then I also really like the uh, the synergy of using a Claudite with Jets to give them block tokens that they can then change into evades. Yep, I like that. They a lot. need to, which is uh, which is have the Claudite in there as an extra spy option in Imperials. Yeah, I would um I would agree with that. I like the uh actually I, I just really like the Claudite in terms of um combining them with some um figures that already have a high defense. So like something that I tried for a little while, this was like what I was trying was I'm just trying to combo them with either the Gamorian guards or with a uh Rancor. Actually it was what I was trying. Anything with the two black dice, so like Vader and the Rancor, I think are interesting pairings for them, at least on the, the defensive end. In the Rancor, can you probably use those surges or something too, or more evades? Yeah, he definitely can use, definitely wants those surges and the evades, probably. So, yeah, it's kind of, I, I, I like the Claudites because I do think they do open up some of the lists a little bit. I also like them too. I, I think I recently we were talking about would you rather have Blaze or would you rather have a Claudite in your Imperial list? And the answer is probably a Claudite at this point. I mean, Blaze I would say is the cool. answers, uh, I would agree that the answer is Claudite. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. In a regular, and it's one less point, or you bring in an elite, and it's one more point, but does a lot more work. Mm. Unless so you really want that command card control he's got. Well, I mean, yeah, there's no doors to interrogate anymore. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's not fair. It's just cool. not fair. <laughs> uh, poor Blaze. Poor, poor Blaze. Yeah, but, but I guess to some, I guess you know, we kind of summarized earlier, but Claudite. I think it's a. I think it's a. 
Yeah, it's um right on the line, I guess, of viability. And I actually think it's, but it's, you know, you know how Jake, there's sometimes you and I'll talk and there's like, we'll talk about a figure and we're like, ah, it's just underneath viable. Like you just can't really play it. I feel like the Claudite is just on the opposite side of that line. It's like, eh, you can just barely play it and it offers some value in its own yeah. special way. Yeah, it's on the uh, it's on the opposite side of the line as Maul. Poor, poor Maul. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> How dare you? I don't know, Matt. Is that your understanding, though? Because I feel like you probably have a more informed opinion on this than I would. The what was the question again? I was thinking about something else. Sorry. Uh, oh, we that's oh, fine. Uh, just like where where you think um, if you had to like sum it up, like where where does the Claudite fall? I guess in the terms of the meta now and just in general, I guess. I think they're a really fun support figure and mm -hmm. the flexibility. You can do so many neat little tricks and uh, and kind of tactics with them here and there that they open up a lot of options for how you play. But mm. yeah, they are kind of, they're just a little subpar in terms of the competitive scene. Like you want that surge for two damage. You want uh, closer to a 2.0 health ratio. You want rerolls. You, you, you want, you know, figures you can double up on. So you have lots of redundancy. Mm, right. Yeah. All, all great points. Um, but I think that kind of does it for our discussion about the, uh, Claudite. I think we've talked the Claudite to literal death. <laughs> somebody somebody no shoot a toxic dart in their throat. We're done with them. We're done with them. Oh, yeah. That did happen. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing. These are actually really in a movie. Wow. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, the best movie in the whole series, frankly, but. Obviously. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, as I understand it, Jake, you've got some questions for Matt that I am actually really I excited do. to hear the answer yeah, to. So Anybody who is just here for the unit review, uh, you can just go ahead and skip to the end of the episode because I have, but I do have a few interview questions for Mr. Matt here because it's always fun to just have some good, good discussion with our guests outside of the, the official serious business. So Matt, have you been to any worlds besides 2017 and 2018? No, those are the two that I've been to. Uh, but I, I guess the answer is yes to wanting to go to more. Yeah, definitely. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, so I was just curious if you, if there was like a, if I could have met you at 2016 Worlds and just missed out on the opportunity. Yeah, I wasn't there. I think I'd, I'd started playing earlier that year. Right, yeah. Yeah, when mm. did you start playing? It was around the time the Bantha came out, like March or something of 2016. Uh, yeah, that, that, was a, that, was a, that was a good good time to play the game. Bantha. Yeah, and that's... Probably why I got into Scum was the Bantha and then HKs because I love those things from uh, KOTOR. Yeah. yeah. Everyone loves KOTOR. <laughs> <laughs> Statement. KOTOR is the best video game of Star Wars. <laughs> and Matt, good thing we talked about when you started playing before the episode started. That really yeah. helped. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the difference between like uh, the differences between 2017 and 2018 worlds? Like uh, in the meta analysis. Probably, yeah, I mean, it's probably the, if you wanted to talk lists, um, this year definitely had a lot more options, a, a, a wider variety. I think you can see that pretty clearly in the top 16. Mm. Yeah, last year it was 15 Scum Hunters and a uh, Luke Rangers versus this year you had a little bit of everything, which was pretty pretty sweet to see. Yeah, yeah. and you got, you got Han, you got Chewie, uh, Darth Vader, IG-88. Uh, lots of big figures, lots of small figures. 
yeah, yeah I think I, I think that's the most understated thing too is that you can actually play characters now that you recognize that are actual characters in the movies if you like them. <laughs> that's like one of the best changes, probably. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking forward absolutely. to getting more uh, character updates. Uh, you were talking about small figures. Both of your top lists included hired guns, uh, which aren't actually seen very often. So, like, why did you decide to take them again this year? Uh, uh, like I said, they weren't a very popular option, but I feel like they definitely worked out for you. In, in theory, I really like them, be but I've never really taken the time to learn how to use them correctly. I'm just always wanting more more kills. Yeah, they. we were talking, uh, Micah and Dave and I were talking, my original version of the list had a elite Claudite and a regular Jawa, and so one of the changes we made, we discussed, I think Dave was the I was actually one talking that, to it. I was actually in that Facebook chat when you guys made this. Was it, was it in that chat? I couldn't remember if it was I think that it was in that chat. Because we were thinking that with all the objectives from Raining Freight and uh, with Uskru being in there and, and the control points on that, and then the Jawa map just has a ton of things you want to be doing. Uh, the, the two figures that move five speed are... Oh, the other the other big thing was the was body blockers because it's like how do you counter IG and Han Solo bombs? You know when they come in or you know Jedi Knight Luke. Yeah, and you just kind of plug things up with hired guns. Yeah, that's a good that's a good solution to that actually. So I think that was that was one of our big reasons, and I really like their parting shot. It it can whiff, but. Uh, Sometimes you roll like four damage with it and you, you get kills you shouldn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. I always just go in assuming that I'm going to whiff and just hope to get their points back on objectives. And then anytime that they do even one damage on a parting shot, it's a it's a good day. Yeah, yeah. That is, that's actually pretty amazing. I think I killed a Jedi Knight Luke with one one time that had one health left. <laughs> uh the punish. Um if you were world champion, what card would you design? I keep staring at this question. I don't know. This is such uh, a hard question. <laughs> no kidding. What's uh, what's like a a gap in the game that you would want to see filled? Like just in general, then you don't. I'm not asking you to like get uh, hardcore, highly edited rules text right now. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, the there's a couple different lists that kind of intrigue me right now, or or something with strain or victory points. Uh, so those are kind of Doing something with those might be kind of interesting. Uh, I'm trying to think what else could use fleshed out. I think brawlers or force users could use uh, melee figures, could use some some mm. definite help as well. Mm -hmm. Give them a little love. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. And I know that's a really tough question. I probably don't even have an answer to it myself without... <laughs> A lot of uh, a lot of forethought uh, going in, so he kind of just sprung that on you. I blame, uh, I blame Jake for this. <laughs> I mean, you really should. You should just blame Jake for everything that's uh, wrong. I, I can take I can take your scorn. <laughs> uh, any fun lists that you're looking at moving into store champs, or like any? Do you want to give us any insight of what you think is going to be really good in the post worlds meta? Now that everybody's seen the, I think the big surprise of the 2018 worlds was the uh, everybody shifted into spies right beforehand. Do you, do you think that that's going to continue? Are there any cool sleeper lists that you think uh, we'll see in the store champ season? 
Or on the other hand, are there any like really uh, just fun lists that you want to bring to store champs just because they look more fun than meta lists? Yeah, I've been kind of taking a bit of a break from list building, but the, I might go back to a couple of them that I've done. Uh, one I kind of mentioned earlier was the, I think I had a two elite Nexu with a Bantha and like Gideon C-3PO and a, a Clodite in there. That's that an like so to fun. the Oh, it was it was a blast. On uh, you could space out all your units such that you could usually push the Bantha, and then have everybody else filling in behind the Bantha, so that you'd stomp both the Nexu, and they'd have to go, you know, six, Whoa. seven, eight spaces out the front of your deployment zone. Oh, <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, so you could do some really fun things with that, and then give two like one of them two evade tokens, and nothing's gonna you know be able to touch him. <laughs> I think. That that one of those games I was fighting a Han Rangers list and I had a Nexu, the elite Nexu made it all the way across the map and killed Hera, one shot her in the in their deployment zone before she got to activate. Whoa, crap, dude! It was, <laughs> he was focused and used Death Blow, I think. So that was the uh... okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I, I love I love creature lists, and I definitely want to get back into that more. Oh yeah. Uh, the, I think the hard part is Uskru. I don't know how the Bantha works out on that one. Uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to talk to to Patrick. He ran Bantha at Worlds and ask him. I, I think it's actually pretty good for the Bantha. You just uh, you just move from end of round one, beginning of round two, stomping to end of round two, beginning of round three, stomping. Yeah, that makes sense. So basically, you play it almost the same way you did before. Pretty much, you just yeah. the stomp, the stomp just, turn moves slightly, but. <laughs> exactly. You you just delay a little bit, but yep. <laughs> uh, and then one last question is: Are there any other sleeper units that you think people uh, aren't playing that they should? Um, that's a yeah. yeah you have to give me a minute <laughs> to think about that one. I don't know. You can play it safe, or you can go out on a limb. Like say, like triple zero is going to have a huge resurgence. Yeah, I Everyone's keep looking at plan. Can you have a resurgence if you never had a surgeons, though? <laughs> I keep coming yes. back to the elite Trandoshan hunters. It's a problem I have. <laughs> the, uh, I compared them with the elite sentry droids. They cost the same. They, uh, I think they have similar similar health. I think too. Uh, yeah, I think they have ten health uh, each. No, they have eight health each. Yeah. And if you're standing next to someone, it's just like sh shooting an extra die. So they're, they're basically three die attacks, and they both have pierce two. So I, I keep coming back to that, like maybe you could do something with them. You're right. But what, am I, what am I missing here? Then I'm always like, but the sentries can do it from like range 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, trend, the, the elite trandos are a terrifying, terrifying sight to see in campaign, but skirmish, they're just kind of DOA, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah. Relentless. Wow, there's a keyword they reused. Amazing. <laughs> I didn't think they reused, especially on the earlier figures, I didn't think they reused keywords ever. Right. Yeah. IG reused it off of them. And, and yeah. uh, if, if I, that's my main gripe with the Trend Oceans, is that uh, if they were better, then we'd have a good core trooper ish, like a core unit to use with the uh, under duress list. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be neat. We need to run them with um, who are the Imperial guys? <laughs> like riot troopers. That's why I lost. I lost them for a second. But then you'd have a lot of strain flowing out of your list. Then 
Yeah. Yeah, and then they both share the brawler trait as well. So yeah. So maybe someday in the future. But uh, but yeah, no, that's a uh, thank you very much for coming on, Matt. Uh, is there anything you want to like plug or say as a as we leave the podcast? I don't think so. Just thanks for having me. I love this podcast. You guys are great. Your enthusiasm and uh, the community is just a ton of fun too. Both worlds have been uh, have been a blast. It's it's great meeting people from all over, and everyone's really friendly. Yeah, I always I always uh, really enjoy any time that we see each other at tournaments. So. Uh, or outside of them playing Secret Hitler. <laughs> yeah. All right, Matt. Well, really, thank you. Thanks a lot for being on. It was honestly really nice talking to you. And you are a very, you're a very nice guy. So this was very and, enjoyable. And thank you. Thank you for your, uh, your very kind words. You're, you're probably wrong and we suck, but, uh, but we appreciate it anyway. <laughs> that good old Minnesota humility right there. <laughs> yeah. It's not too different from Kansas here. <laughs> thanks for being on. The entire middle of the country humility. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, But yeah, thanks again. And Jake, I'm sure I will talk to you soon. Probably. All right. right. Talk to you later. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.